Well, thank you this morning for coming. Hope you had a good week. And um, you ready for the word? Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you will help me this morning. Thank you for the praise. Thank you for the worship that the team did. We give you all the glory and honor and praise for that. Help me again this morning that I bring this word for a second time, that I will do it through the Holy Spirit, and that the people will listen with the ears of the Holy Spirit this morning as well, that we can just understand a plain, simple gospel word and just get back to basics and let the Holy Spirit work in our lives. I thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Will you give the Lord a clap this morning? Just give him a praise. And then give your team a big praise. That was good this morning, wasn't it? Thank you. Thank you, praise team. Give honor where honor is due. Amen. Well, Pastor Nathan's been preaching on Acts chapter 1 as well and telling you stuff. And we're going to end off, we're going to look at the church after they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And um, remember one thing, um, in Acts chapter 1 in verse 5, Jesus was talking to them, and he said to them in in verse 5, For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And that was Pentecost. That was coming, and today is Pentecost. So that is what Jesus was talking about. So he said that they would be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And then in verse 8, he said, When they are baptized, you will receive power from the Holy Spirit which has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Athens. <laughs> Somebody said to me one day, where, where do you live? I said, well, I have a base PO box in Athens. They said, where is that? I said, the end of the earth. And they just laughed at me. Right, we can be witnesses anywhere where God sends us to be if we are just willing to be witnesses. And Athens is your hometown. This is where you live. And if you live outside, it doesn't matter. Wherever you are, you could be a witness to God. So the Bible said that Jesus said that they would be baptized and then the power would come upon them. And then in chapter 2, verse 4, I'm just reading this quickly. He said, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Okay, so they were baptized, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they received power, and then they were, and in verse, actually chapter 1, verse 1 of chapter 2 says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. It became a full, and that day, God released the Holy Spirit power in fullness into the disciples, amen, and the church started. The brand new Acts church started. It wasn't that a beautiful day because today we can sit here and we can just carry on doing what that church did. And we're supposed to be doing what that church is doing. Now that church was... had Jesus, and when he left, he said, I'm going to send you another helper. I'm going to send you a helper that's going to help you to do what the church was intended to do. And God had called the church to do specific things, and but they needed, they could not do it on themselves. Jesus was not there anymore, and he said, but I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit, and you're going to get the power. So what 
to do what? God said that we can do exactly what Jesus did when he was on earth. He said, you will do exactly what I did. You can do greater works than I did. And boy, do we need the Holy Spirit to function in our lives. In all areas, we need the Holy Spirit. And I brought a little glove with this morning to do an illustration um, <clears throat> of what happened to the church. Now, remember one thing. When I'm talking about the church, I'm talking about you and me. We are the church. This is just the building that we are in. When you leave this building, you should be saying, the church has left the building. <laughs> you should make a t-shirt like that. The church has left the building. Because we are the church. Remember, when the disciples in this were when they received the Holy Spirit, there was no Bible. They had the Torah that they could refer back to, and they didn't each have a Torah under their arm like we have a Bible under our arm or an iPad with a Bible on. They had to just go and testify about Jesus, but they did not have the Holy Spirit yet. And this glove I brought with this morning, it's quite a nice glove, um, Brand new, I bought it yesterday at Walmart. <clears throat> and this glove, after I read the instructions on it, was designed for you to use. And this glove can be used to pick up hot irons. It could be used to take hold of dangerous instruments. This glove is used to protect your hand, that you don't cut yourself, burn yourself. It's used for construction work. It's used for many things that it was designed to do. But this glove, as it is right there, if I put it down here and I say, hey, pick up that silver can up there and turn it around and fix it. Come on, glove, go. That glove's not going to do anything, right? Because by itself, what it was designed to do, it cannot do. There is no power in that glove, although it was designed to do something. Yeah. And now if you take this glove and you compare it to the church, until this glove is not filled with a hand, this glove means nothing. See, the power is not in the glove. The power is in the hand. And the glove has got to be filled by the hand. Now the glove can do what it was designed to do. Without the hand, the glove cannot do what it can do. It cannot pick up an instrument. It cannot protect you. It cannot do nothing. You need the hand to fill it up, fill it completely. And then that glove can be used like you want to use it and how it should be used. But the glove can also not be used if the hand is just in the glove. You have got to tell the hand to do something. You've got to say, hand, move. See, and now the hand starts moving. Now the hand can pick up, and now the hand can punch, and now the hand can pull, and the hand can break. 
with the glove on. The glove is there to protect you. The glove is there to help you. The glove was designed to do something, but without the hand, the glove is powerless. And that is what happened on the day of Pentecost. The church was there. They were designed to go and do certain things what God had designed the church to do. But they needed the Holy Ghost power. Because this glove can do something, and you can put the wrong hand in there. You can put the lust of the flesh, the power of the demonic forces in there, and then this hand can kill and destroy and destruct. But the church was not intended to do that. The church that was empty, they needed the Holy Ghost. And that's what Jesus said. You will wait and tarry until the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be filled, baptized in the Holy Spirit. And now the power of the Holy Spirit is in the church. And the power of God is in each one of you sitting here this morning. But even if you have the Holy Ghost in this hand, this hand can still do nothing if you don't allow the Holy Spirit to work in your lives. Are you getting what I'm saying? You need a move from God. You need the move of the Holy Spirit. Because you can be filled with the Holy Spirit and do absoluting nada. You can warm the pews. And that's it. I want to be available. And you got to say to the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, come. Use your power inside of me. And I want you to say, I have power inside of me. I'm, I'm the church. And I can do nothing without the Holy Ghost power. Now the power is inside of me. What kind of power? Listen, if you've got the Holy Ghost inside of me, you've you got the fruit of the Spirit. Do you know how much power is in that fruit of the Spirit? Love covers a multitude of sins. Joy, the joy of the Lord is my strength. I got peace. Peace is shalom in the Hebrew. It means to be full, to be complete, to be whole, to be healed, to be prosperous. Oh my goodness, what power is that? You got kindness and gentleness and faithfulness. Do you know how power that is? If you can be kind to people and, and people that have hurt you and gossiped and criticized you, you can be gentle to them and still be kind to them. That's a lot of power. And when you can be a faithful man and woman of God, pay your tithes faithfully, come to church faithfully, read the Word faithfully, do whatever God uh, told you to do with the power of the Holy Spirit inside of you, that fruit that is telling you how to be faithful, that's a lot of power. If you can be so self-controlled, no, I will not sleep with you until we are married. No, I will not get drunk. I don't have to get drunk. I am drunk in the Spirit. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't have to use drugs to prove anything. You see, and you can have self-control, and you can do exactly what the Holy Spirit wanted you to do, but you've got to use that. Man, you can use the gifts of the Holy Spirit power. Isn't that a lot of power for you to have wisdom and knowledge and discernment? Boy, you can do a lot with that power. You can have the power of faith, go around believing for stuff. And Jesus said, if you have faith, nothing is impossible for him who believes. That is power. Listen, I'm giving you basic Christianity here today, right? Here we are, the church. We are filled with the Holy Spirit. Hey, let the Holy Spirit power work in you, man. Say, God, yeah, come use me. Come on, if God wants you to prophesy, prophesy. Let the Holy Spirit move inside of you. Speak in tongues, interpret tongues, sing in tongues. Use your faith. 
Be prophesied. Use the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Come on, use the gift of healing and the gift of miracles. But Hansi, I don't know if I can do that. Jesus said when he leaves, he will send the Holy Spirit and every person that is saved will receive the power of the Holy Ghost. Be baptized in the Holy Spirit like Jesus said and be filled with the Holy Spirit. But then let that power of God move in you and you will see this thrive church thriving in Athens. And you will see people coming to your church and coming because there's going to be miracles, there's going to be signs. People are going to be added. The Bible said when the, when the disciples moved and they, and, and they did what God told them to do, the church multiplied when they let the Holy Spirit move inside of them. Now, I'm talking about the, the, the church. The Holy Spirit's got to move in you individually the church and in this building when we are here these people sang up, up here this morning and what a power was in them what anointing was in them because they did not do it in the flesh oh they could do it in the flesh but you could feel the anointing of God this morning and the power of God which is inside of them and without the Holy Spirit you would not have that anointing amen amen okay so what are you doing? Are you, are, are you just an empty church? Are you just an empty vessel? No, you're filled with the Holy Spirit. But is that Holy Spirit moving in your life? Or are you just walking around still doing the, your, your, your own thing? Or, or are you letting the Holy Spirit move? So what did the church do? Well, in Acts chapter 17, verse 6, it says, but they, when they did not find the disciples... What they did is they dragged Jason and some of the other brothers to the rulers in the city, and they cried out, hey, those who have turned the world upside down, they have come to Athens. They come to town. Are there people talking about you guys like this? Come on, let me challenge you. Are they saying, oh, my goodness, there comes that thrive church people again? What do you mean? Well, they're going to talk about Jesus. Man, they're going to upset this whole town because the word, um, what it says, though these people have turned it upside down, that word turned upside down in the Greek means anastatu in the Greek. It means to stir up, to excite, to unsettle people, actually, by spreading the gospel. Are you spreading the gospel through the power of the Holy Ghost? Are you stirring up people? Are you getting them excited? Are you telling them about Jesus? Because the power that the church received was not for you to have the power to look good. It was for the power to go and witness and tell people. And the word witness means to demonstrate who Jesus was, to demonstrate what Jesus did on this earth. To demonstrate how we healed people, set people free, saved people, drove out demons. Are you prepared to be a witness like this? Or are you just wanting the Holy Spirit to look good? Come on, guys. I'm just challenging you. I'm not uh, beating you up. I'm saying don't, do not be a, 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 an idle Christian just having a, being full of the power of the Holy Spirit but never using it. You've got to use it. You've got to do something with it. Okay? And you... What did the Acts Church do? Well, when they received this power, are you unsettling people sometime? Are you unsettling them and, and challenging people and bringing them to the Lord and healing them so that they say, man, when those thrive people come, we better listen. And they talk the truth. And they 
pray for people and they get set free and they are delivered. And people, will, people want to come to churches like that. Okay, so come on, it, it's time for us to copy the um, Acts church and see what they did. Can I keep my glove on? Is that all right with you? I mean, I bought the thing. I got to use it. Okay. <clears throat> Feels good. Hey, gloves, boxing gloves. You can use boxing gloves. Do you know that the glove cannot knock you out? It's the hand in that glove. A doctor can use you know what a scalpel does, right? A scalpel cuts you open with a surgery. But you can put that scalpel down, and that scalpel cannot cut you open. The hand's got to take it and cut you. That's, that's how the Holy Spirit works, man. The Holy Spirit's inside of you. Let him, let him use you as a witness, because that's why you receive the Holy Spirit. The first thing, that's what Jesus said. You will receive the Holy Spirit so you can be a witness testify about me where, wherever you go. So the Acts church went out, and, whatever, and when they started moving, boy, did they have success. So let's have a look what they did. And I call it the six P's. Six P for Peter. The six P's. And the success that they had and how they changed the world so that we still have and we can still be the church today. But I'm afraid to say that sometimes I think we have a lot of churches that have got the Holy Spirit inside of it, but we are not using the Holy Spirit power. We are not using the discernment. The, the, we're not letting the Holy Spirit move in our churches anymore. I'm pleased to say, I can see it from in, in, the, in the praise team, that the um, Holy Spirit is, is moving. But now we need the church to be filled up every single day with the Holy Spirit. And that's why you sing. That's why you get the Word. So you can go out there. You're filling up your spiritual tanks. You can go out there and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. So what did they do? The first P that um, happened in the Acts church was the P of prayer. These people were full of the Holy Ghost praying in and through the Holy Ghost. They prayed, boy, and they prayed the prayer that Jesus taught them to pray, and they prayed everywhere they go, every, all the time. What does prayer mean? Prayer is just communication with God. Are you a prayer warrior? Do you pray every day, or do you just pray on Sunday mornings when you come to church? Well, that's a problem then you're in trouble. Are you using prayer as a panic button only when you're in trouble? Well, let me put it this way. You know, these people that have these little things around their neck with a panic button, the elderly people, and they fall and they press the panic button, and then somebody picks up the phone on the other side, yes, ma'am, or yes, sir, can we help you? I've fallen, I've fallen, can somebody help me? Come on, you... <laughs> Even though you're laughing, but those little things, are they are good because some of the elderly people fall. And how do they get up? If they don't have that panic button, nobody can help them. Ma'am, just hold on. We're coming. And they send people out, come to the house, pick up the, the lady or the man that's um, in their 80s, 90s, and they help them. Are you using prayer as only a panic button? If you only pray, if you only pray when you're in trouble... Let me tell you something. You are in trouble. You should be praying as a lifestyle. As a Christian, you should have this attitude. I get up in the morning and I pray. But honestly, how can I do that? Because you can, you know, some Christians only have a 
out, roll out my Walmart list prayer. Lord, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. You, 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 you got to pray an asking prayer and ask God, because if you don't ask, you won't receive. Pray an asking prayer. But listen, pray a thanksgiving prayer. Pray the Word sometimes. Have you ever prayed in the Word, only praying the Word? I Sometimes when I pray in tongues, I pray my asking prayer. I pray a thanksgiving prayer. I pray an intercession prayer. Pray for the country. Pray for Athens. Pray for the Thrive Church. Pray for Pastor Nathan. Pray for your friends, your family members to get saved, healed, set free. And when you give up and you don't know what to pray anymore and you're driving, start praying the Word. Oh, Lord, thank you that you said that you crowned the uh, year with your good your paths drip with abundance. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads me with benefits. Lord, I thank you that you satisfy my mouth with good things. You renew my youth like the eagles. That's what the word says. Lord, and oh yeah, Lord, thank you. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against me in judgment I condemn. That's my heritage as a servant of the Lord and my righteousness is from you. Pray the word. Come on, you can pray all day. Why? Because prayer is communicating with God talking to God, and it's not just the one way. Sometimes you've got to shut your mouth and listen to God and see what He answers. I was praying in tongues one day, praying in tongues one day, and I heard God say, would you shut up? <laughs> you think, would God say that? Well, you know, why not? God said, would you shut your mouth? I said, yeah, God, why? He said, I want to tell you what you prayed. And I got an interpretation for myself speaking in tongues because the Bible said when I pray in tongues, I can I edify myself, right? So come on, you can use that. You can use prayer. Prayer is such a powerful weapon, man. And if we start praying for our country, the country can change. We start praying for Athens, for, for people to get saved, they will come. You, you start praying, God, send people to our church. Send people to our church. Are you doing that? Or are you just getting the Holy Spirit and you just pray selfish prayers? It's all about you. Sometimes we have Christians that just pray selfish prayers. That's not in the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit makes intercession for you when you do not know what to pray. He'll start praying for you. And that power of that prayer will start working. All right? And we can pray for anybody. Man, and I go to Walmart and people meet me. Hi, Brother Hansi, how are you doing? How good are you? I remember me? No, ma'am, I don't remember you. Where you're from? No, I'm from Thrive Church. Well, I might see one of you in Walmart, but I can't remember who you are. Would you please remember my husband in prayer? He's got cancer. No, ma'am, I'm not going to remember your husband in prayer for cancer. I'm going to forget. I'm going to leave and I'm going to see other people. And I would usually say, yes, ma'am, I remember your husband. Go home and never pray for them because I forget. And God says, you're making yourself a liar. I said, so what do you want me to do? He says, pray for them right there. So when I'm in Walmart and you tell me, would you please remember me and my husband in prayer? No, let me pray for you right there, ma'am, in Walmart. Come on. We could be, we could start stirring up Athens. Oh, watch out for those thrive people. When you, when you ask them to pray, they'll pray in Walmart, behind Walmart, in front of Walmart, on top of Walmart, anywhere they can. They'll, they'll pray for you, Baba. And the best way time to pray for people is when you're in an elevator. How are you doing, ma'am? I'm okay, and you? Uh, I had a bad day yesterday, man. Me and my husband got problems, man. When somebody says that, oh, and then they told me that I got breast cancer. When people tell you that, don't say, oh, I'm so sorry. Well, that sounds good. You should be saying, 
Well, man, do you know Jesus can heal you? Can I pray with you? And you'll be surprised how people say, uh, um, yeah, but you better hurry up. You just got about 30 seconds. You're in an elevator. <clears throat> and you don't need a long prayer. You can just say, Lord Jesus, touch her. Thank you, God, through the Holy Spirit power. Heal her in Jesus' name. Let the Holy Ghost heal her, Lord. You see, because the Holy Ghost is the working power in you. I, I'm not just an empty glove. You don't have to be an empty church. You are filled up. Holy Ghost, baptized in the Spirit. Let that Holy Spirit move in you, man. Let him move in your mouth, out of your mouth, in your spirit, man, wherever you go. And you can pray for those people in the elevator. They, you can ask them. They can go nowhere. They were in the elevator. They trapped. <clears throat> Come on. If we start moving in the Holy Spirit and in prayer and our prayer life, you're going to see changes. I promise you that. I can, I can I put my hand on it. So, um, 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, praying without ceasing. Hey, you've got to start praying all the time. You don't... I, Pray as much as you want to pray. Talk to God as much as you talk to each other. Do you, do you only talk to your wife once a week when you want something? What's your wife going to tell you? Huh, now you're talking to me? Now that you want me to make you some food? But the whole week, you didn't say a word to me. Now you're saying, hi, baby, would you make me some food? Go fly a kite, baby. <laughs> Go make your own food. A marriage where there's no communication, no talking to each other, ends up in a divorce, right? Do you only talk to God once a week when you come to church? Then you only pray, oh, God, please forgive me. Hey, you are divorcing yourself from God. If I can illustrate it like that. You only talk to God when you need him. No. no. You talk to God as much as you can talk to God. Let it become that lifestyle and you will see things change. In 2 Chronicles seven fourteen, very familiar. If my people, that's you and I, who are called by my name, will humble themselves. You see, you cannot pray a prideful. When, when you pray a prayer by yourself, you're praying a prideful prayer. But when you pray the prayer through the, humble, through, through the Holy Spirit, that's when you are humbled. And, the, the, and I, man, I found this out. You see, when, when we let the Holy Spirit take control of our lives and work in our lives, then you have basically got no say. That's why, don't you know that your temple is the temple of the Holy Spirit? You are not your own no more. And people don't like to be in the control of something else. But it's not something else. It's the Holy Ghost's power that is controlling you. And that's the best way you can, because if you don't let the Holy Spirit control you, you're going to mess up. You're back in the flesh. You're back in the world. I know what I'm talking about. I've, I've been there. We've got to humble ourselves. Then we've got to pray. Then we've got to seek God's face. And then turn from our wicked ways. And that's when God will hear our prayers and heal our country. Come on. It, it's so incredible and it's so right for us to just pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 4, 31. And when they had prayed, listen what happens. The place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost, 
and spoke the word of God with boldness. Do you want to be a Holy Spirit-filled, speaking the word in boldness, church, person, believer? Then you better start praying. And listen what happened. Man, the place was shaken. Have you ever prayed that the place shakes? Well, you know, personally, I don't think this whole place is going to shake. But spiritually, you can shake the spiritual realm. And what all sickness and all attacks and all afflictions and all demonic attacks are coming your way, when you start praying, man, everything's shaken and those things have got to fall off of you. They've got to get away from you because prayer to God is more powerful. Jesus taught them how to pray. And man, I'm saying it again, Thanksgiving prayer. Jesus, when he came to Lazarus' tomb, he said, Lord, I thank you, Father God, that you've heard my prayer. Thank you that you always hear my prayer. Is that the way that you are functioning? If you're functioning in the Holy Spirit and he's moving in your life, in your prayer life, it will happen. Amen? There's power in prayer. The second P that they had was praise and worship. Mm. They praised and they worshiped and they sing. But Hansi, do I need... To do that, yeah, because you can sing without the Holy Spirit. Other people in the world are singing worldly songs, no Holy Spirit. There's no anointing on those songs. They don't save people. They're good music, beautiful songs, but they have no anointing. But when you have the Holy Spirit inside of you and you listen to the Christian Holy Spirit-filled music, oh, my goodness, that's stuff that saved people, man. That is praise and worship that we did this morning. And that's a whole different ball game. I know. I was a musician. I played in rock bands. I know all those songs. I know how to come. But it did not save people. It did not get people healed. But the praise and worship we are singing now, the godly songs, oh, yeah. That will change people. That will set people free. There's an anointing. That's why we had the anointing. Are you a praise and worshiper? Is there power in praise and worship? Yeah, of course you. You know, when Satan was in, in heaven, he was the praise and worship leader. And then he would, became prideful and was kicked out of heaven. And then God said, well, who's going to praise and worship me? And then he said, oh, hang on. Let us now make man in our own image. And God created you and I to take Satan's job. And we are now the praise and worshipers. That's why he hates praise and worship. And that's why when the church is attacked, this is the first place where he, where he attacks. Because if you can get the praise and worship mixed up and all full of trouble, hmm, then, they, then hey, I go to churches where the praise and worship is not good. Do you know how I battle to preach? It's almost like I have to break through. But after this morning, I have no problem. Why? Because when Joseph fattened them in 2 Chronicles 20, they were attacked by the Amorites, the Hittites, the Moabites, all the mosquito bites. <laughs> all the tights came against them. They were a small tribe, Judah, and all these hundred and thousand of people were coming against them, and they were going to wipe them out. What did they do? They went to God, and Joseph, the king, called out a day of prayer. Hello? And fasting, right? And not just Josephat and the prophets, Josephat and the whole government and the whole of Judah and all their children fasted and prayed for one day because this enemy came against them. And then the word came to Jehaziel, the prophet, and he said, came to Joseph and said, Josephat, listen, this is the word from the Lord. He said, the battle is not yours, but mine, says the Lord. Whoa, isn't that great? 
And everybody said, whoa, well, let's flee. And uh, 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 uh. God said, you go towards the enemy. Now, to me, that's stupid. God said he's going to fight them battle of all those Hittites, Moabites, and 100,000 of people. And we, a small tribe, I'm going to be out of here. I said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for fighting. I'm going to, uh, um, no. God said, you're not out of here. You're going towards the enemy because I want to show you my power. But there's something you got to do, Josephat. Well, Lord, what do we have to do? And God told him, he said, raise up singers, people that can sing. Not just the praise and worship band, singers in the church. And the singers went before the army, and they went towards the enemy. And this is what the Bible says in 2 Chronicles 20, verse, I think, 24, 25, around about there. The moment that they started singing, the enemy turned, and instead of coming towards Judah, they fought each other and killed each other. The moment that they started singing, that's the power of praise and worship. This morning, Chris, was it right, Chris? That you guys started singing, the first service and the second service. Every demon of destruction, uh, hindrance, discouragement, you name it, that came and was going to attack some of you people sitting there, making you feel bad, not wanting to praise with they turned around and pa, started fighting each other. Why didn't you break this guitar string? I told you to break the guitar string. Shut up, man. You should have broken the keyboard. And the demons start fighting each other, and we just boogie for Jesus. <laughs> That's the power of praise and worship. Is there praise and worship in your house? Or are you listening to worldly music the whole time? Are you listening to the television and the bad news of the government all the time? Or are you listening to the praise and worship? In my house, my little computer's open, worship music all the time. In my truck, worship music. Why? That's where the anointing is. That's, they sing in the Word of God. I'm hearing the Word of God, and I'm singing with it. And the more I sing, the more I praise it, the more power there is. Does it make sense? Come on, let's quickly read. In Psalm 34, 1, David says, I will bless the Lord at all times. I've got to hurry up. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Is it continually singing? Acts, uh, uh, Psalm 61, act, uh, 8. So I will sing praise to your name forever that I may daily perform my vow. See, that's a daily vow. I want to praise. I want to worship. Not only Sunday morning with the team, Come on, guys. Do you want to be like this the whole week? Or do you want to be like this the whole week? Or do you want to be like this the whole week? You see, I don't want to be just a Christian walking around with the Holy Spirit inside of me. That's it. No, I want the Holy Spirit working inside of me all the time. I want to worship God. I want to praise God. I want to pray all the time. I want to pray for people, talk to people. I want to do what I have to do. I want to do what I was created to do, but I cannot do it by myself. I need the Holy Ghost to move in my life and produce the power and tell me what to do and give me the wisdom and the knowledge. Amen. And then in Acts chapter 4, 16, 15, 26. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were 
praying and singing hymns to God. And that's when the prisoners, they were praying and singing. You see, they put the power of prayer and the power of praise and worship together. And when they did that, it said, and then the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately, all the doors were opened, and everyone's chains were loose. Do you have chains in your life? Are you, do you feel like you're in a prison? Are you rejected? Are you unworthy? Do you feel sexually abused, verbally abused? Do you feel sick? Do you feel poor? Do you feel that you're not living the life that you should be living as a Christian? Listen to me. You start praying. You start praising God. And you praise and you pray yourself out of the prison. So that the, the, when you pray and you praise, the foundations are shaken of your prison. And the shackles start. I can hear the chains just going, just falling off of you when you start saying, Lord, in spite of the cancer that I have, that's what I do when I had the cancer. In spite of it, Lord, I'm praising you. I'm praying to you. I'm trusting you. You are my God. And I sing and I sing my praises. I have my earphones on walking around that hospital, praising and praying God all the time until those shackles fell off. Some of you are saying, but does it really work? Well, have you tried it? you might just try it and see that it works. And it might not go away immediately, but I'm telling you, your, your attitude is going to be, man, I know God's, God's got this. I know the Holy Spirit's in charge. Listen, we have the same Holy Spirit that Jesus had, man. We can do what Jesus did. We can do the same miracles, the same wonders. We can do more than Jesus had because that same Holy Spirit is moving. But let him move. Let him move in that power in your life. Don't stop him. Because you can block the Holy Spirit. He's not going to make you do something. You have a choice in life to say, Holy Spirit, you move in my life. I am not my own no more, Corinthians says. I belong to the Holy Spirit. My spirit is joined to the Holy Spirit. Okay, so they were praising and they were worshiping. Now, now the power is released double. Praise brings forth the power of God. Praying together with the praise brings double power. Please, in Jesus' name, you have to go. Then they preached in Acts 2.40. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted by, by and being saved from the, this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized in that day where 3,000 people were added. Oh, my goodness. Are you a preacher? Well, do I have to work out a sermon? No. Their preaching was just testifying about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Their preaching was going out and telling people about Jesus. You can do that. You don't have to work out a sermon like Pastor Nathan or like me and teach people the word of God. No, you can just testify of what God has done in your life and how we've done it. And you will see Athens get stirred up. You'll see Athens get saved. Amen. Matthew 28, 19, Go therefore make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Acts 1, 8, uh, uh, Mark 16, 15, And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Acts 1, 8, You will do that by receiving the power of the Holy Ghost to be a witness for me. Listen to me. When you start praying, and you start praising, and you start preaching. Number four, the Holy Ghost power will function in your life like never before. You will go out in Acts chapter 5, 14, 16, and believers were increasingly add. Listen, believers were increasingly added to the Lord. 
multitudes of both men and women so that they brought the sick out into the streets, laid them on the beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter passing by may fall on some of them. Also, the multitudes gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing the sick people. And those who were tormented with unclean spirits, they were all healed. That's what prayer and praise and preaching does to the power of the Holy Ghost. That's when the Holy Spirit moves that these things will happen. That's what you and I, the church, should be doing, what you can do, which you should go up out there and upset Athens so much that people will know that when you come, these things are going to happen. Acts 4.33, and with great power, the apostle gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them. That's the fourth P. There's two more left quickly. I've got five minutes. Number five, unfortunately, if you function in the power of prayer through the Holy Spirit, functioning in praise and worship through the Holy Spirit, function in preaching through the Holy Spirit, testifying, witnessing about Jesus, you will function in the power of the Holy Spirit in you, but unfortunately, you're going to get persecution. Now, the persecution that you will get is not by chopping off your head or putting a gun against your wife's head and saying, if you don't renounce Jesus, we're going to kill your wife. The persecution you're going to get is people are going to call you a Jesus freak. Who do you think you are? It doesn't matter what they call you. You just go and pray and praise and worship, and you make use of the Holy Spirit power, all the powers you have in the Holy Spirit, every gift of the Holy Spirit, all the fruit of the Holy Spirit. You make use of it. Let you become that powerhouse, releasing out the power of the Holy Ghost, and you will see things change. You will be persecuted. Oh, yeah, the Bible says... Um, where, where's, my, where's my scripture? They were beaten. Some of them were mocked, thrown into prison. But listen, they got healed. They came out of it. John was in a pot of oil, and he had no burns on him. Stephen, unfortunately, was stoned. But he looked up to heaven and said, I see God. I see Jesus. And they killed him, stoning him. Where was the Holy Spirit? Why did he not see the Holy Spirit? Because the Holy Spirit was in him. He was full of the Holy Spirit. And he saw God and Jesus standing, and he was filled with the Holy Spirit. I wonder if he ever felt the pain because he was just going home to Jesus. But he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And many of these apostles and, and disciples, they did not make it, and a lot of them did make it, but they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Even when they went through the persecution, you will go through some criticism and gossiping and people not liking you, but that's okay. You are a child of God. You will, number six, the sixth page, you will prevail. You are an overcomer. You are a survivor. You are a victorious person. Whatever happens to you, you will overcome and prevail through God's Holy Spirit power. The prayers you pray, the praise you sing, the word you preach, the testimony, the witness you gave will produce that power of the Holy Spirit flowing out of you. And you will have persecution. It'll be hard, but you will prevail and you'll keep on going. Matthew 16, 18, 19 says, And I also say to you, Peter, that on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound on heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed on heaven. That is power. If you and I bind Satan, I bind you, you cancer. I loose you from me. And the word loose means to scatter. I scatter you away, you affliction from my marriage, 
That Holy Spirit power will do that, man, and you will prevail. You will overcome. That's why Revelation 12, 11 says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. What is the word of their testimony? Then they did not love their life to death. They told people. The word of your testimony is telling people what God has done for you, how he saved you, how he healed you, how he delivered you. That's all you've got to go and do. And let the Holy Spirit work. What's your testimony this morning? What can you tell people? Can you and I, we don't want to compete, but can you do what the Acts Church did? Can you go out there and become prayer warriors? Can you become praise and worship warriors? Can you become witnessing people through the Holy Spirit? Can you produce the power of the Holy Spirit like Jesus did and do what Jesus did in greater works? Can you overcome and prevail from the persecutions? You can do that, I'm sure. Let this church be known as an Acts church full of the Holy Ghost. Amen? Amen. Give the Lord a clap. Come on. Come stand with me. Let me quickly pray with you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Thank you for Thrive Church. Thank you for all these people. Thank you that you will bless them. Thank you that you'll fill them up with the Holy Spirit. That you'll baptize them with fresh in you with the Holy Spirit. Every day, Lord, fill them up with a fresh anointing, fresh power, fresh authority, fresh fire of the Holy Spirit. And let them go out there and unsettle Athens. Let them stir up Athens. Let them stir up their own families and get their own families saved and set free and delivered by the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, and I pray blessings. I pray that the Holy Ghost will fill you so much that you will be saturated, full of the power of God. In the name of Jesus Christ, all God's children said, Amen. Come on, praise Him.